0: I need new music. This is the JJO Discover New Music Podcast. It's an honor to talk with you, man, and uh, and I'm really excited to talk about the other side of Mars. Nick. I gotta say, you're kind of a late bloomer when it comes to solo releases for a musician, but at 72 going on 73, here you are. Now, most people your age are playing bingo at the senior center with their slacks pulled up way high. <laughs> That's gotta feel pretty good, making a kick-ass record as opposed to the alternative,
1: huh, Mick? That's right. (laughs) No time to... Waste, you know. You only live so long. Why waste it playing
0: bingo? That's right. Uh, Yes. Instead of bingo, uh, instead we got this brand new record, "The Other Side of Mars," and uh, there's a lot to get into with this. And obviously, with your storied career, it's no secret you got the chops behind it. This record, really though, has a stacked personnel, and we'll get to your producer, Michael, in just a bit. But first, I want to dig in to Paul and Ray. Obviously, Paul Taylor, most known from Winger and other projects. then you have Ray Luzier, drummer of Corn. And again, like I mentioned, your resume is there. But even at yeah. your caliber of talent, and talk about how important it was to have guys like Paul and Ray and your crew to help challenge and also elevate this album to where you wanted it.
1: All I- right. I wanted to uh, of course you know move out of the 80s <laughs> kind of reinvent myself and uh I, I met Paul through Michael because right. I was looking for a co-writer Paul and I write really well together mm-hmm. and then uh I was looking for like a drummer you know but not a drummer you know <laughs> a drummer <laughs> you know what I mean and so I was like uh, Ray Luzier in their division I went Are you sure he'd play with me you know and they went oh yeah, yeah and he, and he- he was coming over. He was, like, all excited and stuff. So, you know, i uh, you know, kind of raising the bar for myself. Yeah. To not, I need to move up to a, another me, like right, the other side of Mars. You know, it's like there, there's more there. Yeah. There's a lot more there in, in, in my music playing and my style and my writing and, and everything else, you know. And a total commitment to Molly when I'm with Molly but, you know, retiring is like, I'm free <laughs> yeah <laughs> Whatever, you know, so (laughs) I didn't didn't want to write an 80s album. (laughs) (laughs) Well, It's interesting there because you
0: talked about, you know, and again, it's a perfect title, The Other Side of Mars and That Other Side Uh of You. Mm -hmm. Was there Mm -hmm. a moment where it was maybe pigeonholing yourself with the writing, with the playing, what you were coming up with? Was it hard to maybe break and find, not to be cheesy, that
1: other side of Mars Mm -hmm. for this record? Well, you know, it's like uh, I write a bunch of stuff and I go back and listen. Mm-hmm. And if I feel that it isn't strong enough, erase it. I just take it out of the the whole picture, you know. It's like <laughs> If it was a good idea, even for like three or four bars, mm-hmm. I can keep that, you know, and and then work from there. But you know, <laughs> there's a lot of cheese going on in that area, you know. So we we got it we got it down, you uh-huh. know. And and Chris Collier, the uh, mixer master, he also played bass on that album. And what an incredible talent that guy is! Yeah, geez, my face just kind of like went flat. <laughs> 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 those guys are like really strong. I mean Ray Ray and Chris have known each other for a long, long time. Yeah. He's done you know, Chris has done like corn stuff and stuff. When he entered a picture it was like, Wow uh, 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 you know, one of those <laughs> eye openers I guess, you know? Yeah. I already have, um in recording my second record already. <laughs> yeah. Um four really solid ideas. Not not done of course, but uh really solid but they're a step up from that album I love it yeah yeah. so I'm I'm trying to keep moving up you know but slowly you know (laughs) right um, so I don't lose, you know, anybody. I don't know, it's like, it's kind of like your grandpa coming in and you're playing Led Zeppelin, okay? <laughs> and he goes, <like>, what can <laughs> I say that You know, I don't want to be that guy. Right, <laughs> you know I mean? right,
0: right. <laughs> I think it's so cool and, and I'm sure the guys hearing this, Ray and, and Chris and Paul and all that, and hearing the praise from Mick Mars has probably got to tickle them because obviously you're such an influence on all aspects of the world, of music world, not just guitar players and, and people looking up to you and learning how to play through you and what you did with Motley and, and, and everything beforehand so I, I think that's such high praise and I love that you share that again, especially at the level that you're at, which that kind of leads me ah. to my next thing because I think there's probably a lot of young guitar players out there, even people who have played for a long time, musicians that go, how does a guy like Mick Mars challenge himself even at this time, who has played it all has seen it all, how did you challenge yourself on this one?
1: I didn't want to stay in kindergarten <laughs> <laughs> it was starting to crash you know what I mean, I don't know Granted, I mean like a lot of a lot of bands get stuck. You know, mm-hmm. with the the kind of thing that you like, you record a great record, go out on tour. You come back and the next album ain't so good mm-hmm. because they have no time to really think about it. Mm. You know, they don't have time to reinvent. They got like a few months and then they're out on tour again. Yeah. Which to me is like, sometimes the second album is better if they held back or whatever, you know. But, mm-hmm. but mostly, you know, that one's the weak one and then they come back with the third. That's, you know, they got it. You yeah. <laughs> know yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Like okay, okay. I get it. You know, you know. <laughs> so riding on the road and coming back, and you know, it's it's just the way that it works. I think you know. Yeah. But for me, being retired, you know, I I can uh, do everything and anything, and I you know reach to different levels. I'm, I'm trying to reach out and do something more out of the ordinary
0: for me. Actually, that's a great segue into my next one because, again, with this new album, The Other Side of Mars, you know, everyone's familiar with your work. You know, at this point, if you're not, you must have been living in a cave in the Amazonian jungle, and it just, I can't help you at this point. But for everyone else who is familiar with you, grew up listening to you, has enjoyed your playing your music, is there, and from what you said, you know, trying new things and graduating up and pushing yourself, there's got to be stuff maybe on this record that would be a surprise to the listeners or anything that would be like whoa
1: I did not expect that
0: from Mick Marks
1: Yeah, there's, there's some uh, Memories would be one You know, because it's just a piano thing There's wow. nothing else I wrote it originally on guitar And had Paul transpose it, you know, to piano And that's what I wanted Like a big band, let's say I always say Queen mm-hmm. You know, where Freddie Mercury Would walk out to his white grand piano And be just him <laughs> and his piano Yeah Not enough Yeah That's what I was kind of striving for Or looking for on that particular record On that song, I mean I still have it like with all the guitars on it and drums and bass and all that stuff. You know, I'm, I may release it as like you know, an extra on the next record or something. I don't know, a bonus track. Like, it, it, here's here's uh um, memories, but now it has like all this stuff. But yeah, I think that just a solo piano thing would be kind of a surprise.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I, th- I think Undone may have been, too, because it's like a, a a little departure from like the more melodic stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited. I know everyone else is, too. We've already got a little taste with uh, the three singles that you've released from this one again, and uh, I, I know people are excited to see this next chapter of the Mick Mars saga and, and where you're at <laughs> musically bringing it in at 72 for how many years you've been in the business. Now, speaking of that, been in the business for a while. One guy, your producer, whose resume, Michael Whose resume Basically is the Who's Who of the 80s uh, Metal and hard rock uh, And someone you worked with In the very early days I believe on Too Fast for Love I got a feeling It wasn't an accident That you picked him Or he was picked For this solo project
1: and not really, no, it, it wasn't really an accident because I was sitting there, you know, recording my ideas and doing stuff and trying to record it and do this and get the tones and get this and micing and everything else. So I called Michael and I go, Hey, you know, anyone that wants to engineer this album for me? He goes, yeah, me. So, so yeah, he came, he came over and and uh, we we did it, you know, Every, everything was in place, everything was right, you know what I mean? Like the microphones were set in the right place. This is it. I mean, there's there's a lot of detail that I I could get into that that Michael does. Yeah, I mean the first Skid Row album he did, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, like listen to it; it's like a great album, you know. <laughs> and it sold like I don't know, ten million copies. Yeah, yeah. Like that, 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 that was like in the you know, in the '80s days when you know it counted like that, but. Yeah, Michael's quite a person, man. <laughs> uh, well, we're
0: excited to hear his uh, his touch on this, obviously, bringing uh, Mick Mars and, and the other side of Mars to life, and, and along with the rest of the guys and your crew, and obviously just you as well. I mean, I mean this wholeheartedly. It could be, Mick, it could just be you, you know, slapping your hand on a guitar for an entire album. I think people would probably enjoy it just because of the pure talent that's on there. Is that on the next album, you just slapping the guitar, maybe? <laughs>
1: uh, no, but. But I could put it on there on the, either the grooves uh, they put the needle on leading to the first song there you or go. the end of, or, or the end of the record you know where it go, before it goes into the oh you can't do it on CD yeah you can do it on CD yeah sure <laughs> I'll take I don't know
0: I'll take writing credit, uh, you know credit I'll do them. that just for you oh, I'd say, I'll, if, if you give me the just for me or give me writing credit for it I'll be fine I'll be fine with it <laughs> alright I love it okay. listen rate share subscribe discover new music now at wjjo.com in the jjo app or wherever you get your podcasts rock has a new interview every thursday evening between 6 and 7 94 jjo
1: I need new music.
0: This is the J.J.O. Discover New Music
1: Podcast. Uh, Mick, do you have a favorite track on the album? Well, you know, well, I like them all, you know, but uh, the direction I really want to go or take it is, you know, Undone and Killing Breed. It's mm-hmm. to take it more to that kind of a level slowly, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like not. I'll still have some heavy bangers on and you know, all that kind of stuff, but I slowly want to move into more orchestrated, I guess. Hmm. That kind of a thing. Not too much, to, but, but just enough just to go, like, the guitars really jump. You know, like, <laughs> you, if you hear it on Undone and stuff, it really jumps. I, I don't know really how to say it. it it's just yeah. in my brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> my brain won't speak to my mouth. I don't really know. <laughs> well,
0: as long as it keeps speaking to your fingers, we're good to go. We'll, we'll hear it eventually. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Yeah. It likes to talk to my fingers, <laughs> but not to me.
0: <laughs> uh, well, it's... <laughs> (laughs) It's gotten you pretty far, to the point where you're almost 73 putting out your own solo record, so I think we're doing all right there. You know, what's really interesting to me, and I kind of want to go back to the early part of this conversation, you know, and and talking about, obviously with your experience and and the thousands of hours in the studios, thousands of hours on the road, I mean, tours and albums and everything, and getting to this spot, and writing for you, writing for Mick, and putting this album together, nerves-wise, I wouldn't have Assume Mick Mars would have nerves, but was there, was there ever a point where maybe you're like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I can do this solo thing. It's, it's not coming out right. I, I i might be wording that poorly, but does that make sense? Was there ever a time where maybe there was a little bit of doubt creeping into Mick Mars's head on this record? Nope. No. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I had
1: every intention of doing this. Yeah. You know, no matter if I was eighty, you know, I'm going to do it, and I'll continue to do that and reinvent, and you know, up the up the level. In 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 my own musical way till I'm gone, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I love the confidence in that answer. I I should have assumed and a simple nope and that's all we need from Mick Mars on that one. (laughs) Um, All right. So with that said, now that we have uh, 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 the the stone cold answer on that one, I do want to take you back a little bit and correct me if I'm wrong, but the first band you were ever in is when you were 14 years old and it was a Mm -hmm. Beatles cover band called The Jades. Is that correct? Yes. All right. So here's what I want to do. I want to paint a picture for you. I want you, Mick Mars, to go back to 14-year-old bassist in the Jades. And I want you to give him this record, The Other Side of Mars. What is 14-year-old Mick in the Jades gonna think about this record that was made by 72 year old Mick Mars
1: he switched the
0: guitar <laughs> <laughs> that's what he makes the switch right there I love it I love it <laughs>
1: Would it blow his mind, I'm guessing, a little bit? No, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Because it's like, you know, I I, I you know, yeah, absolutely would. <laughs>
0: uh, what was your favorite uh, Beatles song to play? Do you, do you remember which, which one you loved doing the
1: most? Oh, oh God. Every, every one that I, I, I guess like, All of them, you know, because, like, like learning them and stuff is uh, part of the fun. And then playing them for people is the other part. (laughs) I don't know. All all of them were a lot of fun. I mean, I like, I was already done with, like, you know, with, uh, I don't know, all of them. I I went to see Hard Day's Night, and uh, I learned songs from there watching George. Wow. And I I would go home and and play. There was one uh, song that I can't remember the name of it. I give her all my love, that's all I do. That song? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that was uh, the one that I learned. Watching him from the from the from the old thing. Uh, I love. Anyway, that. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose you in a minute well, because I'm on my way to the dentist.
0: Oh, you're on your way to the dentist. Yeah. Well, hey, before before you get to the dentist, well, that's good. I got everything I need. I'm excited. Uh, the other side okay. of Mars. Can we do a quick round of rapid fire before you go? Sure. Okay. It'll this will take this will take thirty seconds before I lose you. So let's go quick. Super okay. simple to start. Mashed potatoes or baked potatoes? Uh, <laughs> baked. <laughs> Fully loaded, I'm guessing. Uh, disco or techno? Uh, neither. <laughs> <laughs> they, there's no wrong answers. That, I'll take it. Uh, soaked jeans or damp socks? Uh,
1: damp socks.
0: Would you would you rather see Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster? Loch Ness. Yeah? Nessie? Yeah. Last one. What would be more of a challenge, fighting one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Uh, ducks. Yeah, the, the, the the big one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could... It's uh, a challenge. It's a challenge, right? <laughs> that's right. Spe- How <laughs> about Canadian goose? Even worse. Even worse. Awesome. Well, hey, Mick, uh-huh. thank you for humoring me. More importantly, thank you for taking the time. The other side of Mars, uh, we really appreciate it, Mick Mars.
1: Okay. so great, man. Anytime. Listen, rate, share, subscribe. Discover new music now at
0: WJJO.com, in the JJO app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rock has a new interview every Thursday evening between 6 and 7, 941 JJO.